Hello and welcome to the program, a UFO warning. Today's topic, U.S. Navy releases UFO videos. This comes from the MilitaryTimes.com under the heading of an observation post. It's written by J.D. Simpkins and the title is Pentagon Releases Videos of Encounters Between UFOs and Navy Pilots. And right at the top of the article is a beautiful picture of this UFO. It appears to be disc shape. Now, below it, it says videos of three UFO encounters, like the apparent one here, have been released by the Department of Defense. And this looks like the one they were talking about, that where the pilot actually got a good view of the UFO. Not just an orb, but, but a UFO. And this is the one I believe that was described as being about 40 foot in diameter. You can see the picture here as it appears in the sights of the, uh, uh, the, the cockpit or the gun sights of the jet uh, fighter jet. It's a classic uh, saucer-shaped. It looks like it's at about a 90-degree uh, angle here, I guess. And it looks like it has dimples on the top and bottom of the craft. So I see a clear saucer-shaped craft with what looks like dimples on both ends. And it seems to have a little bit of a cloud or an aura around it. And sometimes, you know, we talk about these things moving so fast that they bend, um, they bend gravity and time. You wonder if that's not some sort of energy field around it. It's almost like a haze. It's separate from the clouds in the background. It, it, the, the sky does appear cloudy, but this thing has a definite aura around it. The article begins, it says, After verifying the, the authenticity of the footage years ago, the Pentagon has finally released three videos of separate encounters between Navy pilots and unidentified flying objects. The videos, two were taken in January 2015, while the third dates back to November, 4, November 2004, were released, quote, in order to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the footage that has been circulating was real or whether or not it is, whether or not there is more to the videos, Pentagon spokesman Sue Gow said. And that name sounds quite familiar. It seems like there's been quite a bit of questions, maybe a little controversy back and forth about her position on whether these things were real or not. There's been a lot of back and forth with the Navy. As you recall, at first, as I recall, they said that the UFOs weren't real, then they were real. Uh, we had a representative, I think, from North Carolina or South Carolina actually uh, requested information from the Navy. Uh, they uh, ignored him, according to him. Uh, there was a little bit of conflict about that. Then the Navy came out and said, and I think it was this woman that actually responded to that, and said, well, we're trying to work with them. Uh, there was some real back and forth. And as I recall, there were some statements made that they hadn't released everything because there were pictures involved, slides, I believe they called them, of these things that would jeopardize the uh, national security. A lot of people believe, and I happen to be one of them, that this Nimitz battle carrier group that was uh, spied on by the UFOs, and it, said, it was said that it had a state-of-the-art uh, radar imaging on board. So I think we can be pretty sure that the cockpit videos that we uh, have been shown are of a very much uh, inferior quality as to what was actually there. As you recall, and we talked about this in previous podcasts, it was reported that Men in Black came on, you know, came aboard the ship via helicopter and took bricks. That is the data that was involved in all these sightings. Some people even even speculated that possibly Luis Elizondo, former head of ATIP by his own admission and current uh, Big shot with uh, to the Academy of the Stars, Tom DeLonge's group, could have been one of those men in black. We don't know. It's all speculation, but it, it's a juicy rumor, I have to admit. Now, there was a lot of questioning also as 
why was Tom DeLonge's group given these videos? Now, I guess they got them through the New York Times. That's what has been reported. But the Navy was very sketchy about how the videos went from the cockpit of a Navy fighter pilot into the hands of a private for-profit corporation whose one of the, whose officers happened to be a former deep state, I would say, ATIP employee, top secret, top secret uh, guy in charge of this uh, program that was designed to investigate the threats of UFOs. There's been so much controversy surrounding this whole thing. At first they came out, it seems like the Defense Department came out and tried to uh, throw Louie under the bus and say he didn't work for us, And then, but he, apparently he's produced documentation showing that he did. I think Harry Reid even came out and said that Elizondo was part of that group. So there's been so much smoke and mirrors around this thing and so much public pressure and pressure from political officials, political uh, congressmen actually, that I think the Pentagon has finally had to do something. And I almost feel like this lady, this Susan Gow, or Goff, or whatever, however you pronounce her name, it almost seems as though um, she's been kind of singled out as a point person. And, you know, I'm not sure that's really fair, because this is just one person. I know there's been some things written about her that have been pretty critical, as far as uh, people claiming that she had not communicated with them properly. I think there was a whole thing on the Black Vault about that, if, if I'm not mistaken. I could be mistaken, but I don't believe I am. It's just weird how these huge bureaucracies with thousands and thousands of people working for them, sometimes a single person will be uh, just chosen as, as kind of the uh, scapegoat, almost. I have to say, however, I'm pleased to see that she has, I guess, come out and released this stuff and, and uh, tried to clear up a few things, hopefully. It says the videos have been circulating online for years, each featuring bewildered Navy pilots commenting on curious flight behaviors of UFOs. But the Department of Defense claims they withheld the official release of the footage partially to ensure nothing in the videos required ongoing secrecy. Now all three have been posted on the official page of Naval Air Systems Command. Honestly, I have to say that should have been done a couple of years ago. If these things were a top secret to the point where they could expose national security, it's it's really unacceptable, in my opinion, that they ever got to the point where they were released to the New York Times in the first place. Now, that's not the way to have disclosure. The way to have disclosure is the way that NASA does it. Even you can say what you want about NASA, but at least they put the videos online where anybody can come along and download them or view them. I think it's kind of disgusting, actually, that these three really um, incendiary videos were released to a for-profit company. I mean, up until just now, you had to basically, if you wanted to watch this video, you had to watch it with this giant To the Academy of Stars watermark splattered all across, across it. Why were these people allowed to monetize, exclusively monetize, U.S. Navy video? Now, if you want to go to... Um, NASA and download a video, I suppose, that's open to the public, that's in the public domain, and, and splatter your watermark on it, hey, more power to you. But for one company to be allowed to do that at the exclusion of everybody else seems patently unfair to me. The article goes on and says, after a thorough review, the department has determined that the authorized release of these unclassified videos does not reveal any sensitive capabilities or systems 
and does not impinge on any subsequent investigations of military airspace incursions by unidentified aerial phenomena, Gao said. Well, here you go. Investigations of military space incursions by unidentified aerial phenomena. Unidentified aerial phenomena. UFOs. In other words, the Navy's taking this seriously. They are, they are investigating UFOs, and they consider these incursions. In other words, they're there without our permission, as if they needed our permission. And that's really relevant, I think, in this time of this whole COVID uh, scamdemic, as a lot of people are calling it, where we're being, uh, many people are being uh, locked in their houses, come out once a week for food or whatever, and at the same time we're seeing fleets of UFOs. And, you know, for we have can juxtapose this with so many different agencies in our government denying the existence of UFOs, just like we talked about in the last podcast with the FAA claiming that they weren't tracking UFOs when in fact they were. It's almost as if the phenomena has become so prevalent and so in your face that if they continue to lie about it and say it doesn't exist, it actually goes to the relevance of these bureaucracies. If they're lying in our face and people can see it, then they're actually going to lose power because people aren't going to follow a known liar. And it goes on here, it says, in the 2004 encounter, which New York Times documented in 2017, took place in the Pacific approximately 100 miles off the coast after a Navy cruiser requested aerial assistance following repeated encounters with unidentified aircraft. Navy cruiser requested aerial assistance. Sounds like they felt threatened by these things. He goes on and says, quote, It accelerated like nothing I've ever seen, one pilot told the New York Times. Multiple air crew described the object, which hovered at a low altitude over the water before speeding away, as oblong-shaped and about 40 feet in length, the report said. Following the encounter, the pilots departed for the vicinity of the cruiser, a location approximately 60 miles away, to the surprise of the Navy air crews, which were still close to 40 miles away from the cruiser, the ship radioed to say, the UFO had already appeared. In an interview with the New York Times, one pilot says the object covered 60 miles in less than a minute. Wow. So, I think that figures out to about 3,600 miles an hour. If you can go one mile in a minute and you're going 60 miles an hour, well, 60 times 60 is 3,600. Now, if you think about the speed of sound being, you know, around 600 miles an hour, this thing's traveling at Mach, at Mach 6, and that's got to be like four times anything that we can produce. I mean, this has got to be, you know, maybe three or four times the speed of a missile. It's unbelievable. There's no way that a, that a human being could withstand those kind of G-forces. Not there. 3,600 miles an hour is just an incredible speed within the Earth's atmosphere. Obviously, if it's uh, you know something traveling to the space station, that's fine. But this is really pushing the limits. It goes on. It says one of the videos from 2015 depicts what one pilot referred to as a fleet of high-speed objects that at one point began rotating in static positions. It says, "Look at that thing, dude." One pilot says in the video, "It's rotating." Now, this is something that we've seen over and over again with these UFO fleets that we've seen lately, where the uh, the whole fleet of UFOs seems to move in unison or in formation. The ones we talked about in Detroit, the ones we talked about in Cleveland, and there's been a couple other places, I believe, in, in Michigan on the East Coast. Now, 
there's a video here. It says, and it says, dude, this effing drone, bro. One pilot says, forever immortalizing himself is dude, bro. Yeah, I don't think it was a drone, but there you go. The guy is trying to make sense of something. And you know, the way you do that is you just relate this to something that you know about. And it goes on and says, the Navy previously acknowledged the authenticity of the footage with officials going as far as drafting guidelines in 2019 to establish a formal process, a formal process for pilots and military personnel to report UFO sightings, a move made following a surge in what the, new, when what the Navy called a series of intrusions by advanced aircraft on Navy carrier strike groups. It seems odd that the Navy's finally calling these things intrusions, but as we talked about, I believe, yesterday, the FAA had been claiming that they didn't track UFOs, and then the Black Vault finds out that they have been tracking UFOs. You can't have it both ways. We, we, you can look at, this has happened over and over again with these bureaucracies, whether it's the Navy or the FFA. First they tell us that UFOs aren't real, you know, go talk to MUFON, but then we find out that what's really happening behind the scenes is, is that they're concerned about these things, they feel threatened by these things, and they are investigating them. He says, while this development was announced, sans admission of existence of alien life, it signals a return to DOD acknowledgement that the series of recently documented encounters at least warrant further investigation. Now, I would point out here, you can go back and look on one of the podcasts, but as I recall, there was uh, reports that the radar images that we see and, and the video that we see is basically a kid's coloring book compared to what they actually have. And that Nimitz Battle Carrier Group had uh, the most advanced radar imaging system known to man on it, and that there were some super high-quality pictures, and the guys in the radar room were just pretty much flabbergasted by these things. They were seeing these things in real time in living color. And we also know, it's been re widely reported, that Men in Black came via helicopter, onto the plane, onto the ship, and took what was called the brick, which was all the data involved. And that the concern was, the Navy was concerned that by uh, letting people know what we had, that it would be a threat to national security if other countries knew just exactly how advanced our radar imaging is. Well, I'm pretty sure they do. So what we were left with was this long period of time where I think they thought things would blow over. But for some reason... These cockpit videos were released to Tom DeLong's, to the Academy of Stars group. Now remember, Louis Elizondo was the guy that ended up with him, the same guy that had been in charge of ATEP, the secret program that was part of the Pentagon that was to determine the threats these things posed to our country. And then there was the whole back and forth thing between the government and between people who were asking questions of, well, did Louis Elizondo actually work for the government? They kind of tried to throw him over the bus, and I think finally, I believe it was Harry Reid even came out and admitted, oh yeah, for sure he did. So what it looked like was it looked like a current employee of the Navy was backhandedly giving these videos to a former Deep State employee, and what we, what we saw here was a revolving door between U.S. intelligence agencies, programs, and, and military operations where they were coming out of their uh, roles as bureaucrats and deep state uh, intelligence people and going into for-profit companies like 
through the Academy of Stars. And it starts to get to be a pretty sketchy operation when these when these videos uh, go from a fighter cockpit it, to a ship to the New York Times, no fan of uh, President Trump, to a former deep state op where they can be monetized. In fact, you couldn't even watch these videos without having to, to see this TSA uh, watermark splattered all over the video. For the first time now, we're able to actually th see these videos in their original form. And as they said, they've posted this on the Navy website, something that should have been done a long time ago. These videos should have been handled the same way that NASA handles their videos. They put them online for anybody to use. You can go on to NASA video. If you want to splatter your own watermark on it, I suppose it's, it's, uh, it's uh, open to the public. But for some reason, these videos were allowed to be monetized and monetized by former deep state ops, allegedly. Finally, though, all these years later, the Navy comes out and says, well, there's nothing there to be afraid of. Here, we'll show you the originals. It goes on and says, in fact, so prevalent was DOD's interest in tracking the phenomena years ago that it established a program inside the Pentagon solely dedicated to the investigating to investigating reports of UFO sightings, the existence of the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, which ran from 2007 until 2012, was confirmed by DOD officials in 2017, who noted it was done away with when it was determined that there were other higher priority issues that merited funding, and it was in the best interest of DOD to make a change. Conveniently, though, here we have Mr. Elizondo, who had worked for this outfit, ends up, a few years later, in possession of these very much sought-after videos. I don't know. It's, the whole thing seems sketchy to me. Former military intelligence official, Luis Elizondo, there's our guy, who claims to have spearheaded the ATIP, said last year that the Pentagon should be taking a more aggressive approach to analyzing data surrounding UFO encounters. I agree, but unlike Mr. Elizondo, I believe these videos should be pretty quickly posted online where we can all have a look at him. He said, Elizondo says, quote, if you're in a busy airport and see something, you're supposed to say something, he told Political in 2019. With our own military members, it is kind of the opposite. If you do see something, don't say something. What happens in five years if it turns out that these are extremely advanced Russian aircraft? Now, come on, man. I think we know that's not the case. Uh, Russia has one aircraft carrier, as I understand it, and it burns uh, some of the lowest quality uh, diesel sludge, if you want to call it that, of, of any uh, warship on the Atlantic Ocean. Yes, Russia's got plenty of nuclear weapons and hydrogen bombs and all that, but as far as militaries go, I don't think that they hold water compared to the United States. In 2017, then-Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, along with former Senators Ted Stevens, Republican Alaska, and Daniel Inouye, a Democrat Hawaii openly backed the establishment of the ATIP. Quote, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed or sorry I got this thing going, Reed told the New York Times in 2017. I think it's one of the good things I did in my congressional service. I've done something that no one has done before. Reed tweeted his approval Monday of the Pentagon's release of the video, saying it only scratches the surface of research and materials available. The U.S. needs to take a serious scientific look at this, and any potential national security implications. The American people deserve to be informed. Well, it would have been nice if he could have done that 
while he was Speaker of the House. Elizondo, meanwhile, recently appeared in a six-part documentary series titled Unidentified, Inside America's UFO Investigation. The trademark symbol is part of the title alongside other former Pentagon officials and Blink-182 co-founder Tom DeLonge, who established a research company called To the Stars of Academy of Arts and Science as a means to prove the existence of alien life. DeLonge's team at TTSA is spearheaded by a number of noteworthy officials who have spent significant time occupying high-ranking DOD positions. Now listen, you have to ask yourself, is it a conflict of interest for these government spooks Sorry, I'm saying that in the nicest way possible. These former deep state ops, is it is it moral for these people to get their hands on proprietary evidence like this, like this Tech Tech video, splatter their watermark all over it, monetize it, and then release it to the public? And then three years later, we get we get a copy of the real deal. Why didn't they just give the American public the actual video to begin with? It. Why did they have to allow TS? TTSA, to put this thing out there like they were the heroes. Why not just use the NASA model? A little bit of transparency. The longs to the stars shot onto everyone's radar after the company released one of the declassified videos from 2015 that showed an encounter between U.S. Navy pilots and a UFO. Exactly. They were allowed to release that video. They should never have been allowed to do that, in my opinion. Why is one group allowed to make money off this and to build their brand. We have hundreds of UFO investigators out there. Put this stuff on a public site where everybody can see it, and we don't have to look past this stupid watermark to watch the video. It sounds like they're finally doing that, five years after the fact. As part of the agreement, the Army's... It goes on and says, and much like... And now, much like the universe, the military's affiliation with alien-related subject matter appears to be ever-expanding as the Army inked a contract with DeLong's TSA last October to collaborate in the study of exotic materials that both parties hope will lead to the development of advanced technologies. Now, we talked about that at length in podcast, too. Is it and some of these exotic materials supposedly came out of government investigations? Once again, why is a for-profit company being allowed to get their hands on UFO metamaterial that was part of a UFO investigation by the U.S. government and monetize that. Why are we allowing a private company to monetize the UFO phenomena from evidence that it acquired from the government? Why not put this stuff in the, in the public space? Why couldn't you pick a university to deal with this stuff? Why are you, why are you handpicking why are you handpicking a for-profit UFO company that's populated with former deep staters? This is that rotating door that we see, the swinging door back and forth from the government to for-profit defense companies. And the same thing is being done with the UFO. They don't even complete their term of service as a government employee before they're working as a contractor for a for-profit company. This thing has conflict of interest written all over it. The article continues, To the stars claims to have acquired, designed, or produced these materials which can offer an array of futuristic modifications like active camouflage, beam energy, pop, propulsion, inertial mass reduction, and quantum communication. Details on how or where the launch company acquired these materials were not provided. Well, there you go. We're getting into the opposite of transparency. If these things were put into the hands of universities, say, or public researchers, at least we could have some academic papers to look at and read. 
at least there would be a level of transparency. But when you put these things into the hands of these for-profit companies, your FOIA requests go out the window. Details on how or where DeLong's company acquired these materials were not provided. Our quote, our partnership with TTSA serves an existing non-traditional source for novel materials and transformational technologies to enhance our military ground system capabilities. Dr. Joseph Cannon, Deputy Product Manager of Science and Technology in the Vehicle Protection System of the GVSC, said, what a name, Cannon. We look forward to this partnership and the potential technical innovations forthcoming. You know, they can look forward to all that. But this does not appear to have the transparency that a government contract should have. You know, whatever happened to by the people for the people, this seems to be by the people for some people. They're taking things that were that were acquired as a public resource, as public property. It'd be like it would be like if they just give away the national parks for someone to develop. It's really not the American way. Goes on and says, observation post articles reflect author observations or attempts to humor any resemblance to news may be purely coincidental. I think that's a pretty, I think that's a, just a way of getting himself off the hook here. This is a militarytimes.com. Now, I don't see anything here that I would, that I would take as a observation or attempts at humor. Everything in this article seems to be pretty much up to snuff to me. I haven't seen a single thing in here that I would consider to be um, out of the ordinary. Now, they have the video here. And I watched a couple on Fox. And you can also go to Fox. They have a similar article on the Fox um, on the Fox News uh, video of this. I'm not going to play it but because but it, the sound quality is not that great. But on the Fox News video, you can listen to the uh, pilot as he describes um, as he describes the UFO and, as he, and he describes a fleet of orbs. And his voice is definitely excited. It's that same kind of tone of voice that I heard in those guys that were filming those orbs over Detroit and Cleveland. They're seeing something and they're seeing something real. I just find it odd that the Navy has felt the need to come out Right now, in the middle of this pandemic, when all these all these UFOs are being observed, and they felt the need to clear the air and say, "Oh yes, by the way, these things are UFOs, unidentified aerial phenomena." It's almost like they're trying to clear the deck. You have to ask yourself: Is there a big event coming that they know about, and that it's going to rock the UFO world so so massively that? If they hadn't cleared the air, people would just have people would just be fed up with them. Now, I will say one other thing. In the other article I read, they referred to they referenced a video. Or they referenced an interview with Trump, and he he said that he didn't particularly believe in them. But hey, they can believe what they want. I guess you have to say to yourself, there's no way that I think the president of the United States is ever going to admit that UFOs are real unless. They just show up on the White House lawn. But possibly this is you know, just another step by the government, in, case, in this case the Defense Department, in preparing the American mindset for this. Now these videos are all over. And like I said, the videos themselves have been around since 2004 and 2015. So why does the Navy want to come clean 
right now. You really have to ask yourself, in the middle of all this COVID stuff, they picked today to say, oh, by the way, we weren't trying to keep anything from you. Uh, sorry that these things were released the way they were, but it's only now after five years of investigation, 16 years of investigation on the other uh, sighting, that we were able to determine that it wasn't a security threat to show these things. Really? You had this video in 2004? You allowed a private company to monetize it, but it took you 16 years to realize that you could post the video in its original form on your own website where we could all go look at it? I don't know, man. Something's very strange here. But I would take a look at the article, militarydimes.com. It's also on Fox. It's all over right now, and I think it's going to be bigger news tomorrow. Like I said, Pentagon releases videos of encounters between UFOs and Navy pilots. Check it out. Until next time, UFO warning, over and out.